You're listening to Project Thought with Hannah Yeo. In 2007, I was 28 years old, single. By that time, I had already ended the long-distance relationship and I have registered myself to vote. I'm a member of the DAP and I was free and not committed to any relationship. So I had a lot of time in my hand. That year, I met my husband. We never dated, but in June, I received a proposal from him and I took some time to think about it, 10 days. I said yes to him for a lot of different reasons. Both of us felt that this is the life partner that God has prepared for us. 2007 was a big year for me, having got engaged and working, preparing for our wedding. Now, at the age of 28, I didn't have a lot of savings. My husband was working in Shell IT at the time. My grandfather was dying, very ill. And at the same time, we had very little to prepare for our wedding. So it was a very busy personal season for me. Today, I would like to present to you for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. Ram. We got married in January 2008. We did a do-it-yourself honeymoon. We came back and I remember I was in the event management company, USJ1, and I read in the news that Pakla had dissolved parliament. Sri Paduka Baginda yang di Pertuan Agong telah berkenan supaya parlimen ke-11 dibubarkan berkuat kuasa hari ini, 13 Februari 2008, bagi membolehkan pilihan raya umum I was very excited to be voting for the first time. Then I got a call from Edward Ling. I was in my office in Cyberjaya when I received the call from Tony. And I remember because of the strong stigma about the opposition, I had to quietly answer the call for fear of repercussion from colleagues of being associated in DAP. Tony got very quickly to the point and asked if I would convince Hannah to be on standby as a candidate for DAP in Subang Jaya. He found out that she had a great profile, qualified lawyer, young and a woman. You see, DAP was then and still is into women's empowerment. He had only met Hannah a few times and he wasn't sure if Hannah was willing to be a candidate. And also at that time, we had the often abused ISA law. Also, very few at that time believed that any change was possible as Malaysia had only been under the reign of one government since independence. Yes, I said yes immediately and gave Hannah a call. I would say that, hey, you got to be on standby. Ah. You got to be on standby to be a candidate for Subang Jaya. All of a sudden, uh, what does it mean to be on standby? What should I do? I was thinking, why me? Why not Edward? At that time, not many people wanted to run for opposition party like the DAP. So it's not like, you know, here's a seat. Who wants to run? You don't have the same problem like what you have today where many people would make themselves available to be a candidate. Back then, opposition didn't have a high chance of winning, not in Subang Jaya. Subang Jaya had been won for many terms by MCA. Therefore, if you were to contest, very likely you would lose your deposit money because to become a candidate, you have to place a deposit. You have to get a certain percentage of votes for you to get your deposit back. So if you don't get the number of votes enough for your deposit, your deposit will be forfeited, 8,000 ringgit. So not many people would want that. On top of the money you have to spend campaigning and then you don't stand a chance to win. And in addition to that, if your parents, if your family members are in business, then you would be blacklisted. You would not be able to get many different contracts. You can't do business with government. You probably find it difficult to do business outside also if you are labor or associated with the opposition. 
I think I was overwhelmed more with the fact that this is a huge battle. I'm not prepared for it. I don't even know how to do it. And the fact that I just got married. Do I really want to upset this new personal life to do this? I asked my husband, do we want to be on standby for this? Do I say yes? Do I say no? And my husband said, say yes, ask for more details, ask for a meeting. And so we did meet up with the state chairman then, En Yong, and also Tony Pua in the DAP office in PJ. I remember going there, we prayed about it because it's a big decision for us, a newly married couple. When we arrived there, we were told that very likely, our opponent, MCA, would be fielding a woman candidate in Subang Jaya. And usually, when one party fields a lady candidate, the other party would also field a lady candidate. I remember the state chairman asking for my Chinese name. And he said, you are confirmed to run for Subang Jaya. And that's how my name appeared in the Chinese newspaper that I would be the candidate for Subang Jaya. So in that sense, I'm actually very glad that I didn't have to decide. It happened so quickly. If I had more time to consider, to think about it, maybe I would have said no. But because of how fast everything moved, looking back, I think it's a good thing because the entire task of running a campaign and joining politics would have overwhelmed me completely. If I really had thought about it, maybe I would never have said yes. But there's a slight bit of excitement because I thought the news that I've been reading, all these politicians, these leaders that I, I read about, maybe this is the platform, this is the chance for me to be a leader like that. Was there any uh, memorable moments? Yes. Uh, my campaign, uh, that was probably the most difficult two weeks of my life. And so it, it was it's such a mixed emotion within me. Excited, scared, fearful, panic moment. If I were to look back at the most difficult period of my life, I would point it to that moment where I had to run my first campaign at the age of 29 years old. In the next episode, Hannah recounts how just three young people with absolutely no political experience did their best to scrape together the humble beginnings of an election campaign. You've been listening to Project Thought with Hannah Yeo. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe to stay up to date on future episodes.